Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. If you're with us for the first time, we appreciate you stopping by. For those of you who are listening to us every week, week in, week out, we have a lot of loyal listeners. Very pleased to introduce my uh, guest today, Dr. Tracy Gappen. Uh, Dr. Gappen is a board-certified urologist. He's a world-renowned men's health and performance expert, the founder of the Gappen Institute, and a... Uh, best-selling author. He's written two books, Mel 2.0 and Codes of Longevity. You may even have more books now, Dr. Gappin. We'll, we'll get into that. I know you're always writing and always working. So thanks for being here today. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with us. Uh, you got it. Thanks so much. Glad to be here with you. Well, it's our pleasure. You know, here on uh, Finding Certainty, we're always looking for ways to help create and discover and kind of peel back the layers of certainty in our lives. And that's most definitely what you do uh, from a health standpoint. I always start the show out uh, sharing two reasons why I've invited this specific guest on my show. And first and foremost, just like I alluded to, Dr. Gappin helps his clients to do exactly that in their health and uh, performance. And it's more than just health. We, you know, you do a lot of as far as helping your clients achieve their highest potential in several different areas, because there's ripple effects, right, in, in everything we do. The second reason, though, I wanted to invite Dr. Gappin on our show is that he does a phenomenal job of promoting what he does, and not just his own business, but his industry and some of the really neat things that are happening in the industry, new discoveries and so forth. So he's really an advocate and a just a leader in this space that's, as I said, having ripple effects. It's benefiting multiple other providers, multiple other um, institutions and so forth. And so doing a lot of great good. So again, thanks for being here, Dr. Gappin. Really appreciate you and excited to uh, get to know you a little bit. You got it. Looking forward to it. All right. So we were introduced uh, at a conference we both attended where Dr. Gappin was actually one of the speakers. I was just an attendee, but we were introduced at one of uh, Bill Walsh's um, Power Team International conferences. And you were one of the keynote speakers, Dr. Gappin. And I know you do that a lot, right? You speak. I do. And do a lot of speaking. Yeah. <laughs> my, my first TEDx talk was released last week as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the circuit. That's fantastic, man. I, I know it's turning, you're turning a lot of heads because what you're doing really works and it's really helping people. And a lot of it is fairly new, uh, either maybe not new discoveries, but it's, it's definitely being developed and understood more peptides therapy and some of the other things that we'll talk about today. But, um, so let's, let's go back a little bit and let's talk about where you're from and and uh, kind of tell us about your upbringing. What, what, how did you become Dr. Tracy Gappin, world-renowned health specialist? Uh, for sure. Yeah. So um, I grew up in the Dallas area. I, I was born in Jersey, but my, my family moved to Texas when I was seven. And so I really grew up in, in the Dallas area. And I knew when I was in fourth grade that I wanted to be a doctor. I knew at that point we were walking, uh, there was a, a, a diagram of the heart on the ground. We had a, a made out of tape and we had to walk through the path of the blood takes as it goes through the four chambers of the heart. 
And I was fascinated. I was hooked at that point. I was uh, really so interested in the human body. And my mom was a nurse, which probably had some influence there as well. But but I, I knew at a very early age that I wanted to be a doctor. And so I went through my entire childhood really planning and preparing for what do I got to do to be a doctor? How do I how do I do that? What do I, what grades do I need? How, what tests do I need to take, et cetera? And so I uh, decided to be a doctor, went to uh, Texas A&M University for undergraduate, and then came back to Dallas, went to University of Texas Southwestern Medical School. And that's where you have to choose specialties. And right. I have a surgeon mentality. I knew I was going to be a surgeon of some kind. But I was fascinated with men's health. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I grew up, this is not a therapy session, but I grew up uh, with a very troubled household. Uh, my parents divorced when I was very young. That's why we moved to Texas, actually. And, and I grew up w- without a father figure. I grew up without a, a real male role model. And surely that influenced me. And I believe that when I was choosing subspecialties, to some level, uh, subconsciously, that influenced my decision to, you know, how can I help men be the husbands, the fathers, the leaders that they're meant to be? And so I was very much drawn to men's health. And that got me into urology, which is a surgical subspecialty. And so I spent um, six years of training in general surgery and urology. And then in 2004, when I finished my, my training, I joined a large high volume urology practice here in Sarasota, Florida. Spent the next 17 years doing robotic surgery, treating prostate cancer, saving lives every day, and uh, honestly neglecting my own health until about 10 years ago I'm 50 now I was about 40 when I hit a wall and uh woke up one day I was you know so people say I'm suddenly 30 pounds overweight well it didn't happen overnight but it's from sheer neglect that got me to that point where I was overweight I felt like crap had no energy couldn't focus and um I I knew that I needed help and so I went to a concierge uh doc here in Sarasota and was very discouraged when he really didn't have any answers for me he uh you know traditional disease model medicine, I learned from this experience, is set up to treat disease, illness, symptoms, find the diagnosis code. We call it an ICD-10 diagnosis code. And then we treat that with procedures, medications. You know, his recommendation for me was eat more vegetables and exercise. And if I didn't lose weight and improve my cholesterol numbers, I might need a statin. And and that was all I got from him. And And I left his office that day, scared for my own health, but also confused about this whole world of healthcare that up until then I thought we knew it all. And and that got me to start studying. And I went back to school. I literally, while still running a busy surgical practice, I went back to school and studied functional medicine, hormones, epigenetics, which is the science of how our, uh, our lifestyle and environment affect genetic expression. Studied peptides, studied technology, and how do you integrate wearable technology to, to have a really data-driven perspective. And, and and came through all this with a very different approach to men's health. And uh, with this approach, I was able to really turn things around for myself. I, I was able to transform my health, but also my life where I feel like I got myself back and my wife got her husband back again. And um, it, it allowed me to, to be the best man that I could be. And I, I suddenly realized that I was onto something here and I found my, my true purpose and passion in life finally. And I started sharing this with my urology patients, not to treat disease, not to treat urology problems, but to really help them have more energy and focus, lose weight, have better sex, and just simply live longer. 
And I've come to find that those are really the, the, the biggest four complaints that guys have. The biggest four pain points that men are dealing with in their daily life is I want more energy and focus. I want to lose weight, burn that belly fat, have more muscle, look better, feel, have more confidence, have better sex. And what do I got to do to live longer so I can enjoy this life as long as I can? And right. so my clients started having the same amazing results that I did. And, and that's when I knew that I really needed to change my entire career path. And so I did what no one does. No doctors do this. I left traditional medicine. I stepped away from traditional urology. I gave up all my Medicare and insurance contracts, and I launched the Gappin Institute for High Performance Health. And now all I get to do is work with high-performing individuals to help them be the best husbands, fathers, and leaders that they're meant to be. And it is um, a, a joy to get to come to work every day now, Patrick, which I could not say in my urology days. You know, it's interesting. I hear that from a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, in fact, I was just last night with a friend of mine who's been an attorney in in uh, civil litigation for many, many years, was in a very large firm and then a smaller firm. And he just this week broke off and started his own practice. And, you know, he's, he's one of these guys who's not, he, he's just a, a risk averse guy, right? He's not an entrepreneur at heart. He's but he he felt the same way. He disagreed with some of the decisions his partners were making. He wanted to do business differently. He wanted to have more autonomy, and it's scary, right? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a big leap for a lot of people. In fact, one of my my uh, most popular episodes here on Finding Certainty was the one with Robert Mesh, uh, an affiliate of mine, who tells his story from going from from employed to self employed. And it's a big leap for a lot of uh, a lot of people. So I, yeah. I understand, but you you get to a point where you, it's not that you want to do it. It's, I think many times you have to do it, right? <laughs> to 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 be yeah. truly happy and to to fulfill your life's destiny, you have to make that leap. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And I'll tell you, a, a a lot of that that kept me back, that kept me from moving forward. There were many years that I wanted to make this leap, but didn't know how to do it. And in fact. More than anything, I have to admit, it's probably fear holding me back from learning how to do that. And when you jump off that figurative cliff like I did, you have no choice but to figure out how to make it work. And that's the real, that's the real key is, and I, I take this approach with when I work with my clients is to give them the motivation and the confidence to make real life changes. Even though there's fear holding you back from doing that, once you do, it's transformational. I totally agree. I mean, that's the gauntlet, right? That's the, it's the catharsis that you go through as an entrepreneur where it is frightening. It is, you know, but you have to do it and you, yeah. and you have to figure it out. Once you, once you make that decision, I think of the story of the, the uh, military leader, the invader who landed on, on the shore and he told his men to burn the ships, right? <laughs> because there was no going back. Yeah. They, they had yeah. to win in order to survive and yeah. it, you know and so it's a i think it's a really important principle when it comes to business is a lot so many entrepreneurs and you have to do this sometimes you know as you're starting out you you have limited funds or you have limited resources and you and and and, and you're you kind of have one foot in both camps mm -hmm. right yeah. you're still working a full-time job starting your part-time gig or, or whatever yeah but i think those who truly meet with success like yourself are those who cut the apron string strings and uh, and dive in full time.
Yeah. You know, know, there was a, uh, there's an amazing book by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He has a number of great books out there, but he just released one yesterday. And I got an advanced copy of that uh, I've already read. And his, the book is called 10 X is easier than two X. And the whole point is, is to come at it from a, a, a perspective of abundance rather than a perspective of scarcity and fear is what drives that. And when you come out of a, a come out of a perspective of how can I create wealth, how can I create a bigger life for myself and for others and have a bigger impact? It's often never that incremental change. How can I be just a little bit better? How can I be just two X better? How can I be 10 X better? And to do that, you have to come at it from a place of abundance. Totally agree. hundred percent. So I want to go back to something you said about when you had your conversation with the doctor and you left, you know, he told you to, you know, eat more vegetables and do exercise more. And if not, he was going to put you on a statin and you came away concerned, right? Scared even. And you're a physician. I mean, you yeah. know, health. Yeah. And this was the advice you were getting and the advice you'd been taught in school. And you, and you came away thinking there's got to be a better way, right? But even you with all your experience and education and degrees, didn't have the answers yet. There so is it, no, is it, is yeah. it any surprise yeah. that the regular patient, you know, the most, the, the masses out here, we don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. You're, you're spot on there, Patrick. That, that's a key point. A key distinction to make is that uh, at the time I was a urologist, I was a air quote men's health expert and I didn't have the answers either, you know, and I had to, had to come face to face with that realization, that very humbling reality that I didn't have the answer either. And how can I help? the guys who are coming to see me as a men's health expert, if I couldn't give them the answer to those four things they want, how do I have more energy, lose weight, have better sex and live longer if I couldn't answer those for myself. And, and that's what got me to, you know, the, the solution is always, um, you know, it comes from um, the answers come from solving a problem. And so for this is how do I solve this problem for myself knowing that every other guy has the same issue as well. And now it, my TED talk that just came out is all about the men's health crisis. And, and I believe it's because we're taking the wrong approach. This disease model, passive, reactive approach to health is failing. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mentality where we wait for there to be a problem, but then it's typically too late. And so it's taking a very innovative, if you will, approach to it that I think is really the key to, to saving men. So tell us some more about that. When you talk about this health crisis, I think yeah. you're totally right. We we have this mentality, especially in traditional medicine, to fix the problem yeah. rather than, than uh, create a cure or yeah. you know approach it from a preventative medicine standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why is it? Is it is it a? And there's conspiracy theorists out there that it's driven by big pharmacy. They don't want you to get healthy. They don't want a cure for cancer because it's going to cost them money, right? I don't know if you agree with that, but why isn't it fixed? We are smart. I mean, we have brilliant people in America and around the world. We have, yeah. you know, it's obviously important to us, but why is it such a hurdle for mm-hmm. people, do you think? Yeah, it, it's all based around big pharma. And I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that it's, a, um, it's, it's intentional to make us sick, but it's all ultimately driven by financial gains for, for pharma. But let's frame this. Obesity is skyrocketing. Over three quarters of men are either overweight or obese, and that continues to get worse every year. Testosterone levels are plummeting. Three massive longitudinal studies, 20-year-plus longitudinal studies, one here in the U.S., the male Massachusetts aging study, and one in Sweden and one in Finland all show the same thing, and that is that free testosterone levels are down almost 50% over the last 20 years worldwide. 
free testosterone levels are down 50% over the last 20 years. That means a 50-year-old guy today has a free testosterone level that's about half of what it was 20 years ago, Patrick. It's, it's a wow. massive decline. And that's not just about building muscle or having sex. It's about your energy, your cognitive function, your cardiovascular health is intimately tied to this, your metabolic health. Everything is in some form or fashion either related to it or caused by low testosterone numbers. We know that for the first time in decades, lifespan is actually decreasing. We're actually dying younger. And so what we're doing is not working. And so this is what I talk about the men's health crisis. This is what I mean. Like we need to, we need to wake up and, and change this or else it's going to just keep getting worse. So it's, uh, I'm glad you brought up hormones because it's one question I've had. You yeah. see all the ads, order this form, this supplement. This will increase your hormones, yeah. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And and I think there's a lot of men out there that believe that. They say, I, I'm, I think there's something to this, so even with my limited knowledge. But I don't know where to yeah. start, right? Who yeah, to it, trust? What's, what's sure. the right formulation? What's the right company to go with? I mean, and so it's a very big, uh, it's a very great, big great concern question. for men. Yeah. I know I feel that way. I, I think a, a way to look at it is that, um, you know, you go to traditional disease model, re reactive, passive medical doctors now, the, the way I see it, they're going to give a guy some testosterone and a blue pill. That's it. But it's important to recognize that we have 50 hormones in our body, actually. Testosterone gets all the attention, but make no mistake about it, we have 50. We also have to recognize how our gut health dramatically affects our energy and focus and um, ability to burn fat, build muscle, and have better sex in the longer. We know that neurotransmitters, we know that sleep and stress directly affect all those things as well. We know that what you eat is critically important, but based on your genetics, what's right for you varies for each guy. And so I think the key is, is we need to go beyond testosterone. Quit looking at just trying to raise testosterone and understand better why is it low and what are all the other factors that are associated with it. And that's where we take a different, you know, I call it a very personalized data-driven approach to men's health that no one out there is doing. Uh, that's a really good point. You know, I've taken your initial test and we've uh, we've done some work together. We've uh, yes. I'm exploring this process and understanding it better myself. And you hit on a really good point when you say it's data driven. You mentioned earlier how wearables, if mm -hmm. you have the right wearable giving you the right data, it opens up a whole world for you of information and, and, and analysis and strategy and so forth. So uh, we're up against a, a break here, but uh, we're visiting with Dr. Tracy Gappen, MD, FACS, which I'm not sure what that stands for. You're going to have to share that with us when we come back. Yeah. But the... Uh, um, I think this is a great conversation. There's a lot of listeners out there who have these same questions, I'm sure. I've heard a lot of feedback. So thanks again for being here with us. We're going to go to break, everybody. Be right back. America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're visiting with Dr. Tracy Gappen. He's the founder of the Gappen Institute, which is a... Would you call it a functional medicine practice, Dr. I, Dr. Gap? Yeah, great question. I actually don't. I don't call it functional medicine practice because in general, when you think about functional medicine, what they're really focused on, you know, they talk about root cause and finding the source of problems, of disease. And that's the key is functional medicine in general is treating Lyme disease, mold, um, certain infections, um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, treating problems. And Gap Institute, we're focused on what I call high-performance health. And high-performance health is a field that's really emerging, and it's about optimization. It's about how do I get your mind and body to function at the highest level. Most guys who come see me, they don't have any specific problems, Patrick. They don't have candida. They don't have autoimmune disease. They don't have Lyme disease. They're like, how do I just make me better? How do I get better? How do I have more energy, more focus, have better body, better sex? You know, those those are, in my opinion, uh, a big part of life, a big part of enjoying the quality of your life. And that's wh what a lot of medical providers miss is the actual quality of life is just as important as the quantity. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about the big four. Um, so what happens when you have a client and, and I'm, I'm really your perfect client because I'm in my mid fifties. I'm a CEO, a founder, yeah. I'm busy. I travel, I speak. Sure. I, I'm going 100 miles an hour all the time, yeah. and I have put on a belly that I never had. I mean, I weighed 180 for oh, yeah. 20 years, and then one day I jumped to 200. Then, yeah. you know, and then yeah. I had surgery and had had to, didn't exercise for a couple of years. Boom, jumped mm -hmm. it, yeah, even more, right? Yep. And you know, and so it's interesting because I don't have any serious diseases that I know of. I don't have um, uh, auto autoimmune issues or anything like that. My mm -hmm. wife does. I mean, mm -hmm. she needs help, but I'm curious if when somebody does is dealing with, you know, obesity or they're dealing with some of those other issues, do you uh -huh. have functional medicine specialists that you work in partnership with to kind of get them to that point where they've analyzed what's going on? Maybe they pre prescribe some, uh, some approaches or some methodologies yeah. and then you take over or is that just not your, that, well, we, we do. Yeah. So, so we, we utilize a lot of 
functional medicine practices, a lot of functional medicine testing we do here. But the key is that we integrate that with regenerative medicine, which is how do we use, um, you know, regenerative approaches, anti-aging approaches. How do we integrate that with traditional allopathic approaches? How do we integrate that with genetics and with wearable technology? It's putting all those pieces together. And so I just don't call us a specifically functional practice because that's one facet of what we do. Right. Um, but it involves so much more than that. And and I think the, the key to recognize is that we all have blind spots in our health that are holding us back. I want to emphasize that. 100%. You know, the, how you show up in life every day, the success you have in your business, the quality of your life outside work, your energy, your focus, your confidence are all directly tied to your health. And let me give you an example that that, that I think drives this point home. There's a fitness trainer by the name of Bob Harper. You may or may not have heard of him. He is the he's on the TV show The Biggest Loser. And this guy he looks great. 52 years old. He looks amazing. We all aspire to look like him. Best shape of his life. He had a heart attack, almost died. 52 wow. years old, had a widowmaker, which is a, a, a very bad uh, um, blockage in his coronary vessels. He almost died at 52. So my point here is if Bob Harper as healthy and as in great shape as he is can have a problem like that. Imagine what you or I have. And so the point is to recognize that there's a lot going on under the hood that we have no idea is causing real problems until sometimes it's too late. And so this is for me, the paradigm shift in men's health is to take a very proactive approach to take a very data-driven approach to, to employ, you know, the three levers that I pull is number one, advanced diagnostic testing. Number two, personalized approach based on genetics and, and functional testing. And number three, precision lifestyle. You know, all the amazing molecules I can prescribe for you, Patrick, if you don't, if I don't set you up for success to do the right things yourself at home, then you're never going to succeed either. And so to me, that's how we really shift the paradigm and make a real difference. Well, you took the words out of my mouth because I was just about to ask, how does it work? What's your process? Yeah. So do you mind breaking that down a little bit more step by step? Yeah, absolutely. Listening, thinking, okay, this is sounding interesting. Where do I start? And yeah. what's step one, two, three, four, five? The, 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 the process always starts with an initial deep dive assessment to really understand everything about you and your health. And not the traditional medical history when you go to a medical doctor, what medications you want, what allergies, what surgery have you had. That's all kind of foundational, basic stuff. I'm talking about how do you sleep? When do you go to bed? What's the, what's the environment around your sleep? Where's your phone when you sleep? What's the EMF like in your room? What's the comfort of your, uh, the temperature in your room? What bedding are you using? What's the lighting like? What are you doing for those hours before you go to bed, for example? What data are you using? Are you tracking around sleep, for example? Nutrition, what are you eating? When are you eating? How often are you eating? What's the, what's the, the macro ratios, micronutrients? What foods you like to eat? What foods you hate to eat? Those sorts of things matter. Are you fasting at all? And what's the pattern around that? Stress. Most of us overlook stress, but what's the what's the typical day like for you? How do you mitigate stress? How do you balance stress in your life with your um, with your family? How do you prioritize things? You know, like how do you schedule things? Like for me, Patrick, I know that um, I uh, train better, exercise better at lunchtime, and so I have in my day typically two hours blocked out in the middle of the day where no one can touch my calendar because I'm at the gym, and I would rather wake up at six a.m. and work. And then work out, train it, because I know my body does better at that time. But it's right. all about what are the big rocks in your life and creating that work-life balance. Right. All these details matter, Patrick. And um, 
then I can start to really understand what do we need to test, what do we need to look at. And then we do comprehensive advanced diagnostic testing. A lot of blood work that um, most people have never heard of before. I have uh, primary care doctors in town who call me. Yeah, hey, I saw you order these tests. What does that test even mean? Why'd you order that? What are you doing with it? How do you interpret that? What, what does it mean? Um, a lot of lab testing that most disease model doctors don't ever get because insurance won't cover it because they don't see the utility for it, for example. A lot of testing looking at like the gut, looking at stress, cortisol, looking at food sensitivities, looking at neurotransmitters, looking at all these different markers that really matter, Patrick. Uh, we do a lot of testing. We can even measure your biologic age. I can measure how fast or slow your body is aging. Uh, we do a deep dive into body composition, looking at lean muscle mass and visceral fat and body fat. And when we put all this together, we're able to now assimilate everything to understand where you are now, where you want to be, what does the data show for us right now, and how do we implement all the tools that we have to help you get there. And that's typically never just one thing. It's never just testosterone. It's never any magic pill that's going to magically boost your testosterone. It's addressing hormones. It's addressing nutrition. It's addressing gut health. It's addressing stress and the effects it's having in your body. It's looking at cardiovascular health. It's, it's looking at all the lifestyle um, uh, aspects that are so important as well. And so it's putting all these pieces together, Patrick, that no one out there is doing but it all matters and it's all connected. And this is the, this, the integrated systems model that I, that I really emphasize is so important. And that's how we get the results that we do. Well, there's a reason you were asked to speak on TEDx. You've been in Entrepreneur Magazine. You were on Ted Asprey's uh, biohacking conference or Dave Asprey's biohacking conference. That's a, that's a prestigious Thank you. platform Thank you. for you to that's be right. invited and speak to their audience. And it says volume. And this one right here. Oh, wait, and this one right here. <laughs> right. Well, we, uh, we appreciate you being here there. Uh, you know, there are so many questions going through my mind and I'm sure the audience is, is asking the same as so I always try to put myself in my audience's uh, seat and think, what are they wondering about? And, you know, as you talk about uh, being on TEDx, that's a big, that's a big deal. You know, you don't just get invited on TEDx if you're, yeah if you're making a small difference, that's right. usually because you're, you're impacting in a big way. Uh, tell us a little bit about the experience. Well, how, how did it go? How did you feel? Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. A couple it, weeks ago, right? Yeah. Well, the first question is why did I do a TEDx talk? And for me, it's all about creating a movement around um, addressing the mental health crisis and how do we take a very uh, different proactive approach. And for me, it was a two-year process of, developing my talk, applying to speak, and then getting the opportunity to speak. You know, I spoke in January this year at West Monroe, Louisiana, which I'd never heard of before, but that's fine. Um, I found out that that's a, it's an amazing TEDx uh, venue, first of all. It was, uh, it was incredible to be surrounded by a bunch of other um, awesome speakers as well. There were three of us speaking on health, and the other uh, seven spoke on other amazing topics. Uh, so that was uh, great to create some new friendships and uh, uh, see some colleagues there as well. But for me now, it's, it's, it's about legacy. It's about impact. It's about how do I make a difference? You know, I, I turned 50 last year and it's about how do I be the best dad that I could be? How do I be the best husband? How do I show up as the best man that I could be? But it's about how do I leave an impact on this world? And I, I've, I've found very clearly that it's, it's helping transform men's health. And, and that's my passion. That's my mission. And that's what the TEDx talk was really about. It's just to bring about awareness. Um, it's simply about that. 
well, as I said earlier, it's one of the reasons I, I wanted to have you on our show, because not only are you an expert at what you do, and you're blessing lives all over the country, even around the world, but you're really good at, at being an advocate for this this space. I mean, TEDx is one good example of that, your books as well. Maybe tell us a little bit about uh, Mail 2.0 and, and your other book. Uh, Thanks. Codes of Longevity, right? Is that the name? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so so Mail 2.0 was a passion project for me as I uh, was uh, stepping away from traditional medicine. It was important that I, I made it clear why. Like, what what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Um, I, I'm I'm not just deciding I want to do functional medicine instead. It's not that at all. It's about it's about having an impact and changing lives. And to me, Mel 2.0 is my my view of really shifting our focus. You know, Mel 1.0, I call it, is a very reactive, passive approach. It's the one-size-fits-all approach to, well, I read on Twitter this supplement's supposed to work, and I read on Twitter this diet's the right thing you're supposed to be doing, and this guy says you've got to be doing this. And so, you know, I, I call it one-size. The Reddit <laughs> approach, right? That's exactly, that's right. Yeah, Reddit, Twitter. Um, and I call it the one size fails all approach because we're all uniquely different and our genetics and our environment all directly affect how we're going to respond. And um, you need to take a, a very personalized perspective when you make those decisions. And so I agree. Um, it's about changing that to be more proactive. It's not waiting for a disease to set in. It's about how do I incorporate data and, and drive everything. You know, we have KPIs in our business, right? We, we make decisions on metrics and we track those outcomes and we see if what we're doing is working or not. And if it works, fantastic. How do we make it better? If it didn't work, why? And what do we need to pivot? Why doesn't anyone do that with their health? Why don't we, all we do is look at a scale. Well, that doesn't tell you anything, first of all. And so it, it's using real metrics that matter to drive decisions and then to continually track them and see if we're getting the results we're looking for. Well, you know, I've been a uh, sales trainer for most of my career. I've been in sales for 30, 35 years now. Much of that training salespeople, working with sales teams. I was a national sales trainer, traveling all over the country, teaching offices how to do what we had done in our office in Portland, Oregon. And I've said many, many times, you cannot improve what you don't measure. It applies in sales, it applies in advertising, marketing, it applies in in, in marriage, right? A lot of different, a lot of different areas. But mo- but so I'm really glad you brought brought this up because yeah. talking about wearables, talking about the data, talking about analysis and all the different tests you do and so forth. Yeah. It's so important in my opinion, because otherwise you're just shooting in the dark, right? It's a shotgun approach. That's right. Physicians, they say you come in when you're, once you're having a problem and you're having these symptoms and they're trying to analyze what's gone wrong. You're taking this proactive approach and it's still, it's not, it's not even based on your expertise or based on your your experience, your your education. You're not just approaching it from this is what usually happens. You're personalizing it mm-hmm. with the testing, the genetic testing, and so forth yeah. and so on. So it is a very customized program and plan of action, right? That, that's, that's right. Say, right. Exactly right. Yeah. And let me let me drive it home with a, a real world example. Sleep. Sleep is so incredibly important when it comes to metabolism, energy, hormones, inflammation, cardiovascular health, almost everything can be tied in some sense to the quality of your sleep. I'll see men who will tell me either, number one, I sleep great. I have no problems whatsoever. 
um, which is typically not the case. <laughs> or number two, um, I stay up too late because I'm working. I don't go to bed till one o'clock and I'll be up by four. And so it's self, self-inflicted damage. Or number three, um, I go to bed at 10, 11, I wake up at two and I can't fall back asleep again. And as hard as I try, my mind's racing and so on. And so when we look at sleep, we can, we can actually measure the quality of sleep with trackers. And Aura Ring is a great uh, way to track sleep, but you can also track it with even an Apple Watch. The, the new Apple Watches have incredible algorithm uh, to track sleep stages. Um, a Garmin can track sleep stages. You want to use a device to track the, the, the actual quality of sleep by looking at the various stages of sleep. So what I mean by that is we care about deep sleep, which is the there are there's non uh, there's REM and there's non REM sleep. Non REM is broken down into stage one and two, which are light sleep stages of sleep, and then stage three and four is considered deep sleep. That's the really the restorative aspect of sleep is that deep sleep, and typically that happens in the first half of the night, uh, that deep sleep, and then the second half of the night is more REM sleep. The light sleep, the stage one and two, tends to not be nearly as productive and 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 um, provide as much benefit as uh, REM and deep sleep. Well, there's certain measures, metrics that we look at when it comes to deep sleep and REM sleep to see if you're getting good quality sleep. When you don't, when you sleep seven hours, but you don't get that deep sleep and the REM sleep, what does it do to you? It raises cortisol, your stress hormone, It crush, which crushes hormones. It makes you store fat. It turns off neurotransmitter function. It alters your mood, alters your focus, your concentration, your mental acuity. It um, inhibits muscle production, hard time building muscle, hard time burning fat. It changes everything. And so that's just one example of how something that as seemingly inconsequential as sleep have a dramatic effect on your whole system. And we can use data to track and understand if what you're doing is working or not. You know, I learned uh, from a friend of mine who's an expert in energy. Um, I should actually get you two together. You, you would love it. He's a, he's a high-performance coach focused in in prof- mostly professional sports, but so I think a lot of his clients could be uh, clients for you and vice versa. Nice, yeah. But, but I, he taught me something really interesting about sleep. I'm going to share it as soon as we come back from our break. We're visiting with Dr. Tracy Gappin, MD of the Gappin Institute. Really enjoying this conversation, Tracy. We will you be right back if you're listening. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. So prior to the, the uh, break, uh, we were visiting with Dr. Tracy Gappin here, and we were talking about sleep. That's a that's a really important topic to me. I love to sleep. Fortunately, I don't get enough sleep as many of us. As you were describing the different kinds of men, I fall into that second category. I stay up too late and then have to get up early. But um, I have a friend I was telling you who's an expert in in really in energy. Um, he was a professional hockey player, then a coach, and now he's a now he's a really consultant and a coach for professional sports, but. He taught me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but he taught me that we sleep in, you were, you were talking about REM sleep, but he says we sleep in 90-minute increments. Mm-hmm. And the right. REM portion of that, you know, steps three and four, are happening over and over and over within these 90-minute blocks. And ever since that, I've since then, I've tried to keep that in mind. I mean, he says it's better to sleep for seven and a half hours yeah. than even eight. You're going to feel more refreshed because you hit that 90 minute, yeah. that 90 minute block. Is that a, is that a true statement? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah. On that? yeah. So, so think about it like this, it's a cycle where you start and, and, and you can think of uh, the ocean as a way to, to visualize this for those of you who are listening, not watching, but you can start, imagine that you're at the surface of the ocean. When you first go to sleep, you're, you're awake. And then you did just below the surface, and that's REM sleep. Okay, REM sleep is where you're still arousable to sound of dogs barking, wife's making noise, or snore. Your your partner's snoring. You can hear them, and, uh, and it'll wake you up. REM sleep is actually where you're having consolidation of memory, and um, um, some of the cognitive uh, recovery aspects of sleep are really important during um, REM sleep. Then you dip deeper. And you go into non-REM sleep, which is composed of four stages. Stage one and two is light sleep. And then you go down to the deepest, deepest, deepest in the ocean, stage three and four. And then you come back up. Stage three, stage two, stage one, and then back up to REM. And then you actually may have a little micro-awakening there. For like 30 seconds, a minute, you may actually be barely even, without even realizing it, you actually have a micro-awakening. And then you follow that same pattern again, and you're exactly right. That's about a 90-minute pattern that, that, that I just went through. is about 90 minutes for that whole thing to occur, give or take. And so in general, you want you know as, much, as many as four of those cycles throughout the night. <clears throat> those first two cycles are when almost all of the deep sleep occurs. So that's where you get to the deepest part of the ocean. 
the first and second cycle of the night. And that's where you want to get up to preferably an hour or 60 minutes of deep sleep each night. It's going to happen in those first two cycles. Hmm. The REM sleep predominantly happens in cycle three and four. And so a lot of times the cognitive benefits of sleep, as I mentioned, happen in REM. And if you're not getting those, those final two cycles of sleep, that's the key where you start to lose the, the beneficial aspects of sleep. Those guys who wake up in the middle of the night, that's typically after cycle two, they're in that, R, that, that, that uh, REM where they're arousable and something wakes them up. They're in a high cortisol state. They're in a stress state in general to where uh, that, at that micro-awakening, they actually become fully awake and now they can't fall back asleep because their mind is perseverating. They can't stop. Very, very common with, with chronic stress as associated with some liver uh, detoxification issues as well. Um, but exactly right, 90-minute cycles, you want to try to get as many as four, you know, four cycles a night if you can, and you want an hour of deep sleep, and you want two hours, 120 minutes of REM sleep. So how do you do it? How do you ensure that, that, ha- that, that that's yeah. happening? Do you have any hacks or any tips? Yeah, a, a lot of lifestyle stuff. So um, we look at what's called sleep hygiene. You know, What are you doing in the evening before you go to bed? And, and I want to be clear, there's lifestyle stuff that we can do, and then there's molecules, things that we, we can prescribe. So on the lifestyle uh, part of it, first of all, I always recommend that um, you limit food intake for four hours before you go to bed. Now, that last meal, your dinner uh, meal is important for some people who are particularly sensitive to glutamate, which are found in like grains found in high protein meals can, uh, it's a very excitatory neurotransmitter. And for some people, they don't convert that to GABA, which is a very calming or soothing or inhibitory neurotransmitter. And so for some people that last meal of the day can be, have an impact as well. So sometimes what you eat and dinner can affect it. But in general, four hours before bed, um, I look at, you know, what are the things that you can do to kind of calm the mind? And that starts with turning off blue light. And so, um, you know, iPod or iPads, uh, your phone, a laptop, for example, you know, three or four hours before bed, you need to stop using them. If you do need to use them sparingly, be using uh, blue light blockers. Uh, those blue light blocking glasses are not 100%. So you, you can't just keep working and wearing those and think that you're fine. So you, need, you still need to limit it. Um, uh, I'll emphasize early in the day when you first wake up, getting sunlight directly on your skin has a direct effect on your nighttime behavior as well. So I'd really emphasize that. I know we're focusing on nighttime routine, but early morning routine is really important to get sunlight as well. Um, for the last two hours before you go to bed, I like to say that there are five things that you can do and five things only. You can read. You can meditate. You can journal. These are all ways of calming the mind. You can use the sauna. Sauna is amazing for turning your body off. Okay, it has a very calming effect. Or number five, you can have sex, which is a great way to turn off the mind and get you to sleep as well. Which most guys won't complain about, right? That's right. That's right. So five things you can do for that last hour or two before you go to bed. I would highly recommend you don't do them all at the same time. That'd be really awkward. But (laughs) any of those five things would be a great thing to, to help kind of get the mind into the right framework. Um, when you do go to bed, it has to be a completely pitch back, pitch black, dark room. Any light at all can stimulate your brain and uh, affect melatonin uh, function and production. Um, as cold as your body can tolerate, as cold as you're willing to, to um, have your room, the better. Uh, comfy bedding, of course. Um, keep your laptop 
or your phone or any other electronic device off of your nightstand away from your head as far away as you can because they emit EMF or electromagnetic frequency, which definitely disrupts those cycles of sleep that we talked about in your brain. Um, those are the key things to focus on when it comes to sleep hygiene. How far away from your head should the phone be minimum? I say at least 12 feet. So uh, across the room or in your closet or somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Most importantly also is um, your brain responds to a very consistent sleep schedule. So if there's any one thing to take away from all this is to go to bed the exact same time every night and wake up at the exact same time every morning. Interesting. Weekdays, weekends. Really? Seven, seven days a week. Your, your brain needs that uh, circadian rhythm is so important when it comes to um, comes to normal sleep cycles that you want to set a time, 10, 30, 11, 10, whatever that time may be, and that's your time. And you have, I have an alarm on my phone. It tells me it's time. I'm done. No matter what we're doing, watching a show, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reading, I'm doing whatever else. It's time. Yeah. What if you watch TV in the evening? Is that a... Yeah, it, it's okay. It, it's okay. You know, um, it, it does emit some blue light, not nearly as bad as, as electronic devices like tablets and laptops. And so um, the uh, blue light blocking glasses, I think, are still beneficial for that. Um, but I do think for that last hour, though, yeah, I would recommend turning the TV off and doing something else. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we run out of time here, uh, that's, that's great tips, uh, Dr. Gappin. I really appreciate that. I mean, I'm I'm going to go back and listen to this and take notes because it's definitely an area I struggle in. I stay up too late. I have to get up early. It, yeah. it changes every day. You know, one night is 11 o'clock. Next night yeah. is 2 in the morning. And that's one question I have. I mean, does it make a difference if you go to bed at midnight to, say, 7.30 versus 10 to 5.30? Yeah, great question. Um, we actually have genetics related to chronotype. Chronotype meaning does your body respond better? You know, night owl or early bird. We actually have genetics around that that dictate how well your body responds. Most people kind of already have a feel for that of of what you respond best to, um, but whatever that is, you need to stick to it. You need to be really, really consistent with that. Um, and so for me, it's it's ten thirty and six every day. Ten thirty six, ten thirty six, and I know that kind of that's my schedule. And it's so easy to keep going at 10 30. Oh, I just want, I, I, I got to get something, you know, try to get something else done and squeeze more out of the day. The, <clears throat> the next day you're going to be so much more productive when you have the good quality of sleep. <laughs> Excuse me. I totally agree. My wife would be happier too. If I went to bed earlier for sure. Um, so before we run out of time though, I want to, I want to talk about peptides because I know this is a, this is a big hot button yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. explaining what they are and why they're so important. Sure. Yeah, peptides are, are amazing. Uh, peptides are not pharmaceuticals, they're not drugs. They are simply chains of amino acids. They are a, a very precise, specific sequence of amino acids that serve a very specific, very precise function. Now, peptides are great in that they are uh, signaling molecules that are derived from our own bodies. So they're signals that our body is already used to. So, for example, insulin is a peptide hmm. growth hormone is a peptide um the thymus gland which is a gland in our neck that that shrinks and and uh, sh shrivels up when we're young um it produces very important immune cells for our body there are important peptides that come from that so we can um we can isolate peptides from the stomach there are amazing peptides bpc is one bpc 157 is a peptide that's originated from enzymes in the stomach that is great for reducing inflammation. 
or peptides that can help with cognitive focus and memory, concentration, anxiety, depression, or peptides for musculoskeletal repair. So I had elbow tendonitis, uh, amazing peptides for reducing uh, systemic or joint inflammation or uh, um, soft tissue repair, peptides for immune function, peptides for burning fat, building muscle, um, peptide for enhancing sexual arousal and performance. Almost any you can imagine, there are amazing peptides that help you achieve that. And what's nice about them is they're not pharmaceuticals, they're not drugs, and they have very precise function. And so you can really tailor them toward the individual. And typically, there are negligible side effects because they're coming from the body already. They're signals that our body is already accustomed to. Um, I, I'll emphasize that these are, um, you know, FDA hates them because they haven't gone through a 10-year, you know, research study from, by Big Pharma, and, and they can't because they're, by definition, nothing more than sequences of amino acids. They're, they're, they're generic in the sense that you can't patent it. And so there's no money there for Big Pharma to, to spend 10 years studying a peptide. But there's a ton of basic science around the underlying physiology and mechanism of action and how each of these work. So I don't want to come across that they're experimental at all. They're, 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 they're well-studied, they're proven. Um, I'll, I'll emphasize that it's important that you're careful with your source. However, there are a lot of um, amazing compounding pharmacies from which I'll prescribe and they have you know certificates of authenticity. You know, purity is, is something they take very seriously. There are a lot of companies that are direct to consumer that you really don't necessarily know fully what you're getting. And so I'll just emphasize for the listener to be careful to think that that's something you can go out and buy yourself and get the same results. There was a study that came out last year that they looked at one of these direct to consumer companies and there was nothing in their peptides. It was saline. And so Interesting. Um, you just got to be careful. Yeah. Well, we were coming down to the wire. We've got about two minutes left. If you had two tips to give everybody in 60 seconds, what would they be? Yeah, number one, I, I would say take charge of your health. You know, uh, I, I talk about living with intention, and that is to to don't end up like I did sitting on that cold exam table. I like to say, you know, uh, neglecting your health until it's too late. Take action and be proactive about your health and uh, insist upon um, not waiting until there's a problem. Um and not waiting until it's too late. Number two is don't fall for the, the one size fits all or what I call one size fails all mall is out there that, that I heard on, uh, I heard from, from, you know, my, my buddy or read somewhere this great. So I'm going to take this supplement. And it's important that you really understand what's right for you and, um, and not fall for that. Wow. This has been a, a wealth of information. And I know it's just the tip of the iceberg of what your clients gain from you, even with just the initial testing, initial analysis. And then there's so many more options. Um, just in closing, we've been visiting with Dr. Uh, Tracy Gappin, MD, founder of the Gappin Institute. If you'd like to learn more, how do uh, listeners get a hold of you, Dr. Gappin? Uh, thanks so much. You can check out our website, gappininstitute.com. And uh, if you want to uh, text the word health to 26786, a couple of nice gifts we'll send your way. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening on Finding Certainty today. Always a pleasure having you with us. Uh, there, there is certainty out there for you. You can find it. We can help. We wish the very best. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks, Dr. Gavin. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. 
Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.